Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to another Wubulous episode of Our Odd Pod Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the odd, the macabre, and everything in between. And everything in between, including, but not limited to, the ice machine I forgot to turn off. Oh, no. Go turn it off. I'm back. How are you doing tonight? I'm so good. Just wonderful. Just another uh, well-rested week. Just another week of getting plenty of sleep within the hours uh, that are beneficial for my schedule and not being stressed out at all. Yeah, so we are currently going through a season of transition over here in the Bones family crypt. It's Uh, the season of the switch, if you will. (laughs) I like that. Um, it seems like I can never just slowly change things. I'm a. Seems like we're both kind of like the rip the bandaid off kind of. Oh yeah. Kind of people, and because of that, uh, I put in a notice at one job. Mm-hmm. And in fear of putting my notice in, I overbooked my dog sitting gig. Uh huh. By one whole family. Which meant a lot of running around. A lot of running around. Over two separate parishes. And then after that, one job didn't quite get the memo that I was leaving. Two different parishes, she says. Listen to her. You must be from Louisiana. A whole Louisiana. You're like a fucking native now. I felt like I was a native the day that I ran over a crawfish. Like a a wild crawfish. But really, it was the day that you paid $2,000 to switch your tags over to Louisiana. Guys, what the fuck? It hurt a lot. (laughs) But with that little spiel, yes, I ended up working like two 18-hour shifts in a row, followed by another double shift, which meant I didn't get a lot of sleep, and now my body is doing what it does best, rebelling against me. Yes. So, uh, I was not feeling great today, and I was on low on energy. So, I did a kind of a shallow dive on a dude rather than what I would normally like to do stop winking at me (laughs) yeah real shallow dive Mm. i'm at this very moment in time working off borrowed time borrowed time as soon as we're done recording she's gonna die yes just drop dead we won't make it to 52 and i'll miss you (laughs) it's gonna be really it's just gonna be a real pain in the ass to have to move alone yeah and And continue on and continue on yeah also, I love you. I just hate moving, and the thought of doing it alone is awful. Well, because I usually pack everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Tis the season. Tis the season to be stressed out. Spooky. Tis the season to be spooky. Yeah, like the song. You know, sour apple jelly beans. I don't know the song. What's the song? Something, something, dancing, pumpkins and candy. I don't know. Workshop that. Okay. Um, I wanted to take a trip, take time to tribute to my favorite episode that we've done thus far. Okay. Um, and one that I wish to redo one day. What is it? Uh, evenings with Elena. Oh, that was a good one. It was also like the first episode where we got new mics, and it was also the first episode where we had the annoying static come in. Mm. You remember that far back? Uh, 
I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. It's also conveniently the only set of notes that I am missing. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Just Who, poof off of my laptop. It's gone from the internet. Forever. Maybe you did it on the notepad on your phone, on your old phone? I've never written anything on my notepad. Well, it's not in Google Docs, I'm just saying. Never say never. It's not in my notepad. Never say never. Never written an episode on my notepad on my phone. I don't know how you do that. Because I got mad skills. I don't. Um, Not on this laptop. Not on your laptop. Gone. Yeah. Gone forever. But, so, Elena, who is mm -hmm. a real life corpse bride. Yes, a real dead corpse bride. A, a real life dead corpse bride. Um, my man, Count Von Kozel. Count Von Kozel, I forgot about that. <laughs> or Carl Tanzler, if you're nasty. Mr. Carl Tanzler, if you're nasty. <laughs> and while this has nothing to do with a corpse bride, it does have something to do with human dolls. Hello, ghost phone, is this Elena? <laughs> um, I would like to introduce you to Anatoly Moskvin. Anatoly Muskvin. Let me make sure I'm saying his name right. I looked it up earlier, but... It's okay. Do you remember our last episode? Yes, you did great. We're allowed to mispronounce things. Especially Russian things. Especially Russian things. Something about, I don't know. There's a reason in there somewhere. They'll, people will defend us. <laughs> I'm drinking coffee. It just feels kind of like I'm pouring bottles of water on a raging fire. You know what I mean? Like That's about how effective it feels. Anatoly Moskvin. Anatoly Moskvin. Hello, my name is Anatoly. Okay, so. Anatoly. I like ravioli. <laughs> Come on, Anatoly. You eat. like ravioli. Come on, Anatoly. Eat your ravioli. Oh. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Anatoly. Okay, anyway. Anatoly Moskvin was born September 1st, 1966. He was a Russian linguist. Philologist. Linguist what? He was a, a Russian linguist. Mm -hmm. Philologist. I don't know this word. I'm going to go with he studied religion because it's like philosophy, but oh. just on the end. Philologist. Okay, that's a fun new word. Um, And he was also a historian from Nizhny Novgorod. Nizhny Novgorod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the fifth largest city in Russia. And the word, the the name that we said about twenty times in our times. in our sound test. <laughs> As a schoolboy, he would wander through cemeteries with friends. <laughs> Same. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, his particular favorite one was to visit as a child was one from Krishna Itna Cemetery, mm -hmm. located in the Leninsky district of Nizhny Novgorod. Leninsky. This this is Soviet Union. Yes. Oh, because it's the 60s, duh. Duh. Um, I didn't find a whole lot on his childhood, and I really didn't push to find much either, if we're being honest. Um, That's okay. He was born a baby. He grew up. He was born, and at some point he grew up. At some point he was no longer a baby. Yeah. He could walk and talk, presumably. <laughs> he was making decisions. I do, he probably didn't sprick in the, the English he did speak. Okay, anyway, we'll get to it. I mean, at the time. At the time, a, yeah. He no, he a, didn't come out the womb speaking English. When he was a freshly post-baby. Post-baby. 
<laughs> All right. So um, I did find an article written shortly after he was arrested. Arrested? We'll get to why. That... A good God-fearing philologist like himself? Um. Anatoly attribute his interest in the dead to a childhood incident during which he witnessed a funeral possession for an 11-year-old girl. He alleged that the participants forced him to kiss the dead girl's face, writing that an adult pushed my God. face down to the waxy forehead of the girl in an embroidered cap, and there was nothing I could do but kiss her as ordered. And after that, I fell in love. <laughs> it's like when my lips touched her cold, dead skin. That's just what I want to be described as, her cold, waxy forehead. Oh, it's just like, mm, girl, what that wax do? What that waxy forehead do? Shine that waxy forehead, girl. <laughs> anyway, maybe we shouldn't make fun of dead children. Also, who's this adult? Like, you will kiss this dead thing. Do it. Give it a smooch. He's like, I don't want to. Kiss <laughs> it. Yeah, ah. I, don't, I don't know. This is all alleged at this point. Allegedly. As an adult. Anatoly led a secluded life. He never married, dated, and preferred to live with his parents. Okay. Um, he just couldn't stop thinking about dead people. <laughs> Anatoly abstained from drinking alcohol and smoking, and it was said that he had remained a virgin, but, like, that's fine. That's not the issue here. Right. Uh, you want to do that? That's cool, man. Anatoly was, like, insanely smart. Yeah. Super smart. Like, oh, my God. Wow. How smart was he? So smart. Um, he was a former lecturer in Celtic studies in the Linguistic University. He previously worked at the Institute for Foreign Languages. Wow. Um, he was a philologist. It <laughs> 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 doesn't say philosophy anywhere in like any article. It's philologist. Yeah, which is weird because I feel like someone who studies philosophy is it's a, a philosopher. philosopher. Right. A f or a philosoraptor. Yeah. That's a dinosaur who studies philosophy. He carries books around with him everywhere. Yeah. Um, he but was he a can linguist. Quote Plato and eat your yeah entrails. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, he was multilingual. He spoke not one, not two, not three, but thirteen languages. Thirteen languages. Which is Jesus. hella rude, considering I can barely speak the one. Right. Um, he wrote several books, papers, and translations that were well known in like his academic circles. He would occasionally work as a journalist or regularly contribute to local newspapers and publications. Okay. Um, he graduated from the philological philological faculty of Moscow State University. His na uh, named areas of academic interest were Celtic history and folklore. Um, he also had a deep interest in cemeteries, burial rituals, and death and the occult. Same. Um, he would often describe himself as a necropolitan necropolist. A necropolist? Yes. That's fun. Which isn't a thing on Google. I think that's a made up word, but it I is. like it. The closest thing I came to find out what a necropolis would be is like an is a ne necropolist. It's a graveyard. It's an elaborate tomb, kind of like the pyramids in Egypt. Okay. Like um, but anyways, he considered himself an he considered himself an expert on local cemeteries in his area. I guess necropolis would be like, a, in his mind, I guess, at least. Like he a, was like, I'm, a, I'm a, a graveyard enthusiast. He's like a professional dead, like, dead studier. Fun fact, ne the necropolis is also what they called 
the main city for the necromongers in the Riddick movies. So, so what, now you know that. <laughs> that is the thing that I know. So, in my opinion, he was just like, I'm like the professional, I'm the residential dead guy. You the all-encompassing, I know everything about the dead guy. It's like, what do I have to do to get you into a coffin today? <laughs> <laughs> we got warranties. We got one slightly used. Good mileage. New, used, ready to go. <laughs> Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no problem. <laughs> um, he had a personal library of over 60,000 books. 60,000? Yes. Can we get 60,000 books? As soon as you find a place to put them. The attic. <laughs> um, and 60,000 books and documents, as well as a large doll collection. Uh-oh. Yeah, and his fellow academics described him as both a genius and a bit eccentric. Right. It's like, eh, I mean, he's wicked smart, but he's got a bunch of he's dolls. Got this weird doll thing. Which is cool, but it's just like... Not my thing? I don't want to go over there. I don't know if you can he be... He had the, me up until the doll thing. I don't know if you can be the graveyard guy and the doll guy. Like you got to get like one or the you other. You got to pick one, right? I'd rather be the dead person. Like imagine if someone came over here and we just had like a bunch of porcelain dolls everywhere. Well, that wouldn't happen. First of all, you wouldn't be here, but you know. Yeah, no. Or you've been a porcelain doll this whole time and I'm just doing your voice. Luckily, most of the people that listen have met you. <laughs> I hate dolls. Hate them so much. How much do you hate them? I hate them. So you won't stay in the doll room at the Myrtles with me? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. One day you're just going to wake up and there's going to be a house full of dolls. Oh, well, I hope I'll just move. Well. It'll be the end of us and I'll just have been a good run. Oh. I'll just dress up like Raggedy Andy. Then you'll love me. You do know Raggedy Andy is like a punk bitch. No. Yeah. Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy are my worst fears. Isn't Raggedy Ann the actual um, Annabelle dolls of Raggedy Ann? Yes. Which was why I was terrified when she got away. Oh right. Bring it on, Annabelle. If you're listening. Shut. We're up. not scared of you. We are so scared of you. Same goes for you, Puzzle. <laughs> In 2005, Oleg Ryabov. Oleg what? Ryabov. Ooh. Um, he's a fellow academic and publisher. He commissioned uh, Anatoly to summarize and list the dead in more than 700 cemeteries in 40 regions of the Nizhny Novgorod. And he was like, fuck uh, yeah. He, he uh, claimed that between 2005 and 2007 that he had gone, foot, gone on foot to inspect 752 cemeteries across the regions, walking up to 18.6 miles a day, or 30 kilometers. Okay. Um, during these travels, he drank from puddles, spent, ni spent nights in haystacks and at abandoned farms, or slept in the cemeteries themselves, um, even going so far as to spend the night in a coffin being prepared for a funeral. Dude, like, you didn't have to drink out of puddles. Well, he was saving on his per diem. I mean, you could have... How expensive is water? I don't know. I've always had to pay for water. They probably gave it out. It was probably free. <laughs> um, on his extensive travels 
Anatoly was sometimes questioned by the police on suspicions of vandalism and theft, but he was never arrested or detained after stating his academic credentials on pur- and purpose. Mm. Um, the work itself remains unpublished, but it has been described as unique and priceless by Alexei Yesen. Um, he's the editor of Necrologies, um, which is a weekly paper to which Anatoly was a regular contributor. Um, after Anatoly's arrest, Yesen stated that he was confident that there had been a mistake and Moskvin, um, Anatoly Moskvin, yeah. would soon be exonerated. Later, Yesen told the Associated Press that Anatoly was a loner who had certain quirks, but who gave no indication that he was up to anything unusual. Y'all, he ain't up to no good. He's just quirky. He's he's so quirky. Oh my God, he's so quirky. Anatoly, you're so quirky. <laughs> I like the way you eat your ravioli. <laughs> um, between 2006 and 2010, Anatoly worked as a freelance correspondent for the newspaper Nishni Novgorod Worker, publishing articles twice a month. His father also sometimes wrote for the paper. During 2008, uh, Anatoly wrote an extensive series of articles on the history of Nishni Novgorod cemeteries that appeared in the paper. Now, I realize up until this point, I have said that he's been arrested twice. And I have not told you why. Okay. Necrophilia. No. Okay. That would have been my guess. I'm glad I'm glad I'm wrong. <laughs> I if I remember, and I didn't look this up, but I meant to, there are like layers of like necrophilia. Okay. No, like there's different kinds of necrophilia. Yeah, okay. There is. Okay, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> it's just kinda like, I mean, no matter what layer you're on, it's still fucked up, though, right? Well, it's like you can either like fantasize about somebody being dead without actually wanting them dead. Like that could be like your turn on, like that's your thing, rather than actually like having sex with a corpse. Okay, I get that, but you haven't committed necrophilia. But I'm just saying, like the you necrophilia could... kink or whatever, right? What you want to call like it has a... different layers to it. You could be a necrophiliac without committing necrophilia. But they also call people who are like comforted by the dead necrophilia. So really, yes. Hmm. Which about... is why I say there are layers to necrophilia. Okay. I so we'll just put necrophilia I'm... on the list with ogres and onions and parfaits. <laughs> I am not condoning. <laughs> The sex of courses. <laughs> Ogres, onions, parfaits, necrophiliacs. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to have sex with them. I just want to languish lovingly in their embrace. Just want to cuddle them. I just want to cuddle grandma's decomposing body. Can't run away. I just want to, I just want to eat cookies next to grandma. One more time. One more time. Well, that's why uh, Jeffrey Dahmer killed his people. He just wanted to, like, so they couldn't get away. Yeah, but he also ate them so they could be part of him. Right? That was Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah. I want you to be part of me. This isn't about Jeffrey Dahmer. I feel like you, you looked a little offended that I was making fun of Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> the first time I told you that, you were like, that's not how that works. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so anyway. Or is it? It's not. 
Anatoly was arrested on November 2nd, 2011 by police investigating a series of grave desecrations in cemeteries in and around Nizhny Novgorod. Investigators... Damn, this word is going to come up. I know, that's why I was practicing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Investigators from the Center for Combating Extremism discovered the 26 bodies in Anatoly Moskvin's flat and garage. They were like posed playing cards and shit. It's like, oh, just having a birthday party. I don't have any friends. No, hold on. I didn't write what he did to them. He basically made them into dolls. Oh, this is about corpse dolls, isn't it? Yes. So he got arrested twice for this? This is the first time he's been arrested. Okay. Um, I never wrote what he actually does, but give me a second, okay? Okay. Um, a video released by the police showed the body seated on shelves and sofas and small rooms full of books, papers, and general clutter. Um, Anatoly was suspected of desecrating as many as 150 graves after police found numerous grave accoutrements, such as metal nameplates from the headstones. Uh-huh. In his apartment, he also, they also discovered instructions for making the dolls, oh. maps of cemeteries in the region, and collection of photographs and videos depicting open graves and disinterred bodies. Dear. Although none of this evidence could actually be conclusively connected to any of the bodies found in the apartment, according to the investigation, the bodies came primarily from cemeteries in the Nizhny Novgorod region, though some may have come as far as Moscow. Yikes. Um, Anatoly actively cooperated with the investigation and claimed that he made the dolls over the course of 10 years and his parents, who were away for a large portion of the time, were unaware of his activities. Weird. <laughs> Um, so basically, I do get to it in a little bit about what he did to make the dolls. Okay. No rush. No rush. I'm still just, I'm mostly still just concerned about how offended you looked when I made fun of Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, I love Jeffrey Dahmer in like a, wow, that's super interesting kind of way. I got you. That was like my second favorite cannibal. My second favorite cannibal. <laughs> okay. Like, that's cool. What? It's cool that he's my second favorite cannibal. Yeah, You're not going to judge me? I'm just saying, you already have a first favorite cannibal, so like, a, you might as well have a second I one. have a list of favorite cannibals. Okay. Was it like a top five? Sure. Can you name them right now? Oh, God, no. <laughs> All right. We've got one and two. Let's move away from Jeffrey Dahmer. Just... Okay. Well, maybe my next episode should be on Jeffrey Dahmer, since he keeps getting brought up. Okay. Well, I just... I. All right. I do want to point out that I've done pretty good not just like nogging off my favorites right off the first year. Yeah, I'd say so. I'm a little surprised. You're really saving up. You're really saving up for it. So, Anatoly was charged with desecration of graves and dead bodies. He was charged. Oh, sorry. He was charged with the desecration of graves and dead bodies, a charge that um, can be carried up to five years in prison. That's it? Well, thank you. He had like 26 bodies. Oh, okay. Five years. Oh, each. Yeah. Oh, shit. Originally, Anatoly was also accused of having debased the grave of Muslims, which is considered a hate crime, but that charge was later dropped. Okay. Um, after a psychiatric evaluation, it was determined that Moskin suffered from a form of paranoid schizophrenia, 
In a hearing on May 25th, 2012, the Lenensky District Court of Nizhny Novgorod deemed Anatoly Moskin unfit to stand trial, releasing him from criminal liability, but it was instead sentenced to, co- um, sentenced to, that is not a word, receive medical help. Medical help. <laughs> like a psych facility kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, he, he got sent to like a psychiatric place. Um, the prosecution was satisfied with this decision and did not appeal the verdict. Um, Anatoly was removed, was moved to the psychiatric clinic where his stay was reviewed regularly, regularly. Okay. Um, in 2013, a hearing approved an extension of a psychiatric treatment to be can you, to continue to be extended until 2015, where a spokesman stated after three years of monitoring him in psychiatric clinic, it is absolutely clear that Moskin is not mentally fit for trial. He will therefore be kept in the treatment at clinic. Okay. In an interview after his arrest, after his arrest, Anatoly stated that he felt great sympathy for the dead children and thought that they could be brought back to life by either science or black magic. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Whilst becoming an expert on Celtic culture, Anatoly learned that the ancient Druids slept on the graves in order to communicate with, communicate with the spirits of their dead. He also studied the culture of the people of Siberia, in particular, ancient Yakults, y- Yakuts, sorry, ancients, sure. um, discovered that they had similar practice for communicating with their dead. Wow. Anatoly would search the newspapers for obituaries of recently deceased children. When he found an obituary that spoke to him, quote unquote, um, he would sleep on the child's grave in order to determine if the spirit wished to be brought back to life. Hey, hey, Anatoly, it's me, this obituary. It's me. I'm a four-year-old child. Hey, it's me. I'm speaking to you. Um, Anatoly claimed that he had been doing this for around 20 years and insisted that when it began, he never dug up a grave without the permission of the child within. Oh, (laughs) yes. As he grew older, it became physically painful for him to sleep on the grave, so he began bringing the bodies home where it could be much more comfortable to sleep near them. I brought an air mattress (laughs) to the graveyard. He hoped the spirits would be more willing to speak in a safe, welcoming home and that they might be easier to hear when they were no longer underground because obviously that was the main problem to begin with. Right. Blowing up the air mattress uh, is what gave away my position. That's how I got arrested. Well, I I feel for him because I used to be able to sleep anywhere, cold concrete outside of a concert hall the night before because I'm stupid. Now... If I sleep in a bed that's slightly too hard, I'm I'm donezo for right. the week. Graves, raves, caves, <laughs> all your basic flat places. surfaces. Yeah. yeah, our bed is really comfortable, and I still wake up in pain. So, because that bed was built for me, not for you. I got a back. The doctor says I need a backyotomy. <laughs> anyway, we're almost done. Uh, I'm not rushing you. This is fucking crazy, dude. It really took a, a twist. Like well, also this happened within the last ten years. Yeah, and when you told me what it was about, I just kind of was like, "Oh, okay," and like brushed it aside. And then you're like, "Oh, by the way, he had dolls in his house." And I, and again, I was like, "Oh, okay." And it's like he would sleep on the graves to talk to the kids, and the obituaries would be like, "Hey, pick me," and I'm like, "Oh, finally it clicked." I'm like, "This guy's cuckoo." <laughs> now he's cuckoo. He's bonanza. cuckoo bananas. Yeah. So, after exhuming the corpses, Anatoly researched 
mummification theories and techniques in an attempt to preserve the bodies. <laughs> um, he dried the corpses using a combination of salt and baking soda. Then he would then store the bodies in a secure, dry place in and around the cemeteries. Um, once they were dry, he carried them home where he used various methods to make dolls in an attempt to give the children functional bodies to be used where he eventually discovered a way to bring them back to life. To be used when he would eventually discover a way to bring them back to life, feeling that their current physical remains were too decayed and too ugly for them to enjoy. Wow. I have no words. I'm going to show you a picture of the dolls that he made in a second, and it is fucking bonkers. More or less creepy than Elena and her death mask. More creepy. Really? Yes, so creepy. That deserves a... Obviously, mummifying, with mummifying, we have that whole shrinking thing to deal with, as well as general decay. And curses and mummies just like stumbling about. Well, you know, mummification, you get, you get all of like the liquid out of you. Oh, yeah. You kind of like, you're a lot less heavy. It's kind of so, like me when I eat anything that's remotely spicy these days. Or salty, you know. Yeah. <laughs> get all the liquid out. What are they selling? Uh, I'm a slug. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Anatoly would wrap the limbs in strips of cloth, stuff the body cavity with rags and padding to provide fullness, sometimes adding wax masks, decorate it with nail polish over the faces before dressing them in brightly colored children clothes and wigs. Go back. Hmm. He would take stuff out and, and stuff stuff in, or he would just stuff? He would mummify them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Then he would wrap the limbs in strips of cloth, Stuff the body cavity with rags and padding to provide fullness. Okay, got it. All right. And then he would add wax masks decorated with nail polish over the faces before dressing them in brightly colored children's clothes and wigs. Jesus. So no wonder why people had a hard time deciphering between these unfortunate human dolls from just poorly made homemade dolls. Yes, got it. Anatoly was well aware that he was committing a crime, but felt the dead children were calling out to be rescued and believed that rescuing the children was more than important than, than that Help of me. obeying the law. Help me. <laughs> he was motivated by his own desire to have children, specifically a daughter, but regretted that he had never had children and at one point attempted to adopt a young child against the wishes of his parents, but thankfully his application was declined due to his low income. Um Ooh. Dodged a bullet there. <laughs> Literally. Anatoly Ooh. denied any sexual attractions to the doll and instead considered them to be his children. He spoke and interacted with the corpses, sang with the corpses, or sang to the corpses, and watched cartoons with them. He even held birthday parties and celebrated holidays for their benefit. He's like, I have absolutely no physical attraction to those sexy, sexy dolls. Oh my goodness. Give me one second. I want to show you a picture of the dolls. Okay. Okay, I'm going to show you the picture, and I want you to describe it for me. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Uh, weird. So it looks kind of like, you know... Try to remember that was at one point a child. Okay. You know, like, some salons or whatever you go in, and they have the wax that they use that's in the pot still? The paraffin wax. And like what it looks like in that state, it looks like somebody just took like a regular doll and dipped their face in it yeah. and like stuck some wax lips on it 
That one's kind of wild. There's another one I want to show you. With like a hoodie. Did it have a number on it? Um, No, it's just a hoodie. Oh, okay. Nuts. Crazy, man. I mean, I guess at least he wasn't out like murdering living kids, right? Yeah, that's what I said. I said nobody die or nobody gets murdered in this. Well, actually, one of them gets murdered, but... Um, but he didn't murder. He them. didn't murder them. It, he, it was someone who was murdered. It was somebody who was murdered. He didn't murder. And he was like, you know what this murdered kid needs for me to dig him up and make him into a doll. This one looks like a fucking like a sock. Like a rag doll. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is crazy, dude. You can't look at that and be like, that's a corpse. Yeah. So his parents who lived in the same flat in the Russian city. Claim to know nothing of his macabre <laughs> activities. Mm. Um, he also refused to apologize to the victim's parents as he attended a custody hearing amid his efforts to be released from psych psychiatric hospital to care for his elderly mother, mother and a new live-in girlfriend. Um, Wait, he had a new girlfriend in the psych facility? Not in the psych facility. His girlfriend lived with his mom. Somebody who came to one of his hearings caught the interest. Goodness gracious. She's like, you know what I've always, uh, I've always been interested in? A dude who like kind of borderline fetishizes uh, dead kids. Um, the corpse of murder victim Olga Kardimova, uh -huh. age 10, was one of his uh, 26 people that he had dug up in terms to mummified dogs and he actually wedged a music box in her chest so she played music yes yeah, she was wow um her mother did not realize that on her regular visits to her daughter's graveside that the coffin was empty um she obviously why would you why why would you right she obviously opposed his release and said this creature brought fear terror and panic into my life with his grotesque abuse of dead children she called for him to be permanently locked up. I would be happy to know that he will spend the rest of his life in hospital. She said he is a sick person. From one side, it's not good to be happy about this, but it will give me the chance to put a gravestone on the plot of my daughter. She, will, she was buried unnamed to prevent him from finding her again if he is released. Yeah. Um, Anatoly's mother, Elvira, 77. What? Her name's Elvira. Why a 77? She was 77 at the time when oh, she said this. I thought you meant like, his mom, Elvira 77. <laughs> Elvira Ooh. underscore 77. Elvira underscore 77. The mom with the most. Um, said she didn't suspect the dolls were dead bodies. We saw these dolls, but we did not suspect that there were dead bodies inside. She said, we thought it was his hobby to make such big dolls and did not see anything wrong with it. She claimed that the court was biased against her son who was not able to be in society, work, or get married. You know what, though? That sounds like something the mistress of the dark would say. Well, you that know? sounds like something someone's mom would say. Yeah. I will say this. Dead is dead, right? Dead they don't know dead. what's going on. But how long before he did something else worse? Right. You know? Like, wh when does it escalate? I feel like digging up people and turning them into dolls is kind of a gateway crazy. <laughs> it's, a ga <laughs> it's a gateway to something worse. You know? I mean, like, think about the progression. He's like, I'm learned. I know things. I love graveyards. Hey, you should, uh, you should uh, write about these graveyards. Okay, cool. I'm gonna do that. He starts sleeping in cemeteries. Next thing you know, he's fucking digging people up, turning them into dolls. 
Next thing you know, he's putting people in cemeteries. Right, right. So um, just one last thing that the uh, the investigator said that this was a exceptional case and unparalleled for in modern forensics. Unparalleled in modern forensics. Yes. So interesting. All that's very fun. I know that was like a pretty short episode. Yeah, not our shortest. <laughs> but but it's also about dolls, so it's short like a doll. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I did my best for like a little short dive. I wanted to, I re, like most things, you find like one article to reiterate it through seven different pages of just the same thing. But it was really interesting. That is really interesting. What was his name? Anatoly what? Anatoly Moskvin. Anatoly Moskvin. Okay. So one thing I know, he loves graveyards. He loves dead children. He loves dead children dolls. He loves ravioli. <laughs> All right. That pretty much summarizes Anatoly. But, you know, at least no one got hurt. I mean, like, obviously emotional damage to the families. But, again, I'll say at least he wasn't murdering children, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, like... Not that I'm... Oof. Not that I'm condoning <laughs> digging up children, uh, but you know. No, I. You know what? I can't remember what our last episode was on. <laughs> our last episode was about uh, Olga of Kiev. Oh yeah. Or Kiev, I think is actually Kiev. how it said. Kiev. Yeah. No. Yeah. So we had Olga of Kiev vampires. So we've done good without like murder lately. We spend a lot of time in Russia, dude. All right, next episode, I promise it won't be in Russia. Okay, we got to stay away from Russia for like five episodes. People yeah. are going to think we're like a... Uh, Anti-Russian podcast. No, no, I feel like they'll think the opposite. We're pro-Russian. What do you call people who are like obsessed with Russia? I know French is a Franco Francophile. Really? Is it a Russophile? Like you ever heard the term Francophile? No. It's people who are like, I love France. Oh my God, baguettes and cigarettes. Oh my God, Eiffel Tower is my personality trait. Eiffel Tower is my personality trait. Let's get a beret, eat a baguette, and smoke some cigarettes outside. Like, we don't care. Mm, I'm so quirky. I'm so quirky. I love France. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Francophile. I think it's probably like a Russophile or something. Because, you know, files love things. Yes. As and talking. phobes hate things. Yes. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed. Well, you guys know that Billy is licking his microphone. Sorry about that. Mm, it's ASMR time. No. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you keep listening. And if you want to find our podcast, you can find it at www.ouroddpodpodcast.com. Also at linktr.ee slash OOPP. If you like our intro and outro music, you can find it at darrencurtismusic.com. And you can find all kinds of stuff there. Go there. Listen to his music. Show him some love. Uh, and that's it. Thanks for listening. As always, we, we are, are the, the Boneses, Boneses and, and we, we are out. out.